Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 92. On this episode, we got a chance to interview Erica Arroyo. She is the director of marketing for social media for Cornelius and Anthony. She also has started a new podcast called the TLE Podcast, The Lounge Experience, which we are excited for. It comes out April 4th. This was a fantastic interview. So as always, sit back, listen, and enjoy. sound good or yeah uh the program the host like all these steps oh it is not easy no it is a functional nightmare i had i had a buddy of mine who reached out and he's he's listened to our podcast for a while and he recently just started one him and i spent about an hour and a half on the phone because he was just wanting to know what did you go through what are the do's and don'ts if you could do something Mm -hmm. differently what would it be and i swear i I had an hour and a half worth of conversation (laughs) with them as far as like like, don't use this piece of equipment. Oh, by the way, this hosting site is terrible. Um, it's yes. just a lot of trials and tribulations as far as getting it all started. But, you know, I, I did as much research as I could up front and I have a bit of an audio sure. background, but it's still very, very challenging. Mm-hmm. It is. I totally agree. And it's frustrating at times. And you're like, you know what? Just go with it. You don't have to be perfect right away. You know, you learn throughout the process. And yeah, that's figure a, out what works. Oh, that's yeah. a, that's definitely exactly it. Because if you there's people who go back, and I don't know why they do. They like we're gonna start from episode yeah. one. Like, no, yeah, they go we're we're gonna start at episode one and work our way up. And I'm like, please don't. Just just start <laughs> start somewhere in the fifties. If you start in the fifties, I promise you, it's gonna be much better than if you start way early on because the audio quality was junk i had a mixer that kept crackling it had a short in it It was just like it was so bad but you know now we're starting to get it down a little bit now it's a little bit more it's a little easier no i mean you guys sound great i mean you're the quality i mean it's there thank you i appreciate it that's very kind of you so so are you are you in what may be a sunny new jersey right now it is sunny in jersey Oh, nice. Actually, well, I'm in, yeah, I'm in, I live in Jersey, but I'm currently, right now, I'm in New York City, and it's, it's definitely sunny here. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. It's not, what is, you guys are getting a lot of rain? No, no, it's, I mean, it's sunny right now. I'm jealous of the fact that you're in New York. <laughs> and then I'm, a, and I'm in Ohio. It's a vast difference between New York City and, and Dayton, Ohio, I promise you. We got a Walmart and a donut shop. Yeah, we have those too. Though. <laughs> yeah, but you have all the They're other trendier, cool. Though. You have all the other cool stuff that comes with New York that we don't have. We have none of that stuff. None of the cool stuff exists in Ohio. What? <laughs> but I hear such great things about Ohio. It's you know yeah. what it's it's weird. So Ohio is okay. So Columbus, Ohio is magnificent. One of my favorite mm-hmm. favorite cities. But it's literally it's a giant city, and then as soon as you're five minutes outside of the city, it's nothing but farmland. So it's oh. in the middle of the state and then there's nothing else that surrounds it. So the bigger cities in Ohio are cool where we're yeah. at. And, just, and this is just what people have to understand. It depends on what kind of life you want. If you want land and you want mm-hmm. seclusion, this is a great place to live. If you want nightlife, city, energy, vibrance, it's not the place you want to go. No. Okay. And typically speaking, if you're outside of city limits, everybody dresses like they're still from the 70s and 80s. So we, really, yeah, yeah, you know, like mullets <laughs> and just like old garb. It's just it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, we're we're lucky enough to have a little bit of a trendy nature where we're at. Chris Chris yeah. actually helps elevate that game a little bit, but for the most part, no, it's like it's overalls and guys chewing on straw and stuff. It's really bad. No way. We have, well wait, we have that we have that shit in in New York as well. Like like upstate New York? No, in New York City. Really? You, I don't know if you guys follow the um the account, but it's called What Is New York. I do on not. Instagram. Oh my god, you guys are gonna die laughing. <laughs> oh my because god. Because it is all New York. Like everything that you see on a daily basis, it's the guys with the mullet, the guys, you know <laughs> Really? Not like ha- like naked in middle of Times Square. Right. Uh what happens on the subways, like it's just it's insane. I highly recommend so, following them. So oh my I've god, seen... it's like it's like the Walmart crowd. So, so I've seen video of this craziness, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. so I think there's two factors that play into it. New York's diversity and the population mm-hmm. in general, right? You're going to get some, you're going to get an intermix of that craziness, right? <laughs> have you, ex- have you experienced a lot of this stuff firsthand in New York? I have. Oh, that's wild. No, I have, but it's, it comes to a point where it's like, oh, that's normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's another naked guy. <laughs> yeah, it's normal. Oh, this guy is like taking a big ass uh, steel beam into the subway, and people are helping him. It's <laughs> what? random. It's what? so crazy. Yeah, you got to see it. It's but then you look at it, and then here it's just like, okay, I'm passing somebody else like this, this, this. But we're all on a mission to to just get to our destination and yeah. just you know focus on on that. So it's like so much craziness around us but it's fun I yeah fun. i feel I like a, it would be fun i always had this like yeah. weird dream like this I, I don't know if it's a dream but i've always wanted to see the guys who are on the subway that break into like crazy dance oh, yeah. and they use like the railing <laughs> system to like dance or i'm like i've always had this like internal if i ever go to new york i if i don't see that on the subway i'm gonna lose it i've always wanted to see that because <laughs> i think that cool. is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah it's dope yeah no, um, that happens all the time, all the time. Oh yeah, that'd be so. See, cool. occasionally we'll get weirdos in downtown uh, Dayton, which is a pretty small city where we're close to. And uh, mm-hmm. I used to work downtown for a while at an ad agency. And there was one time I remember I'm walking down the street grabbing a coffee from a coffee shop, and I just hear mm-hmm. this, "Whoa!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Where the hell?" And I and we keep hearing it like every few seconds, and we're looking around like, where the hell is that coming from? I turn <laughs> around, and right behind me is a guy in a wheelchair, like a motorized wheelchair. Oh my and god! And every time he crass or like crosses a crack in the sidewalk, he's like, Whoa! <laughs> it was the. I'm like, what the hell? I love people. <laughs> you know, you know another thing that you you I've saw I've seen in the Midwest. Now this was in Ohio, so this is not. Mm-hmm. This was in Wisconsin. I was in Wisconsin last year in downtown Milwaukee, and there was a gentleman in the middle of the street who had a cardboard sign. This is, by the way, I think I was in about twenty degrees, so it was really oh. cold out. He had a cowboy hat on, cowboy boots, and a speedo, and his <laughs> sign literally said, "I'm the dancing cowboy," and he's dancing in the middle oh of the street and like oh rush hour God. traffic. It was one of the most incredible <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, times that by like twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, you know what? I, I've got to visit New York. I've, I've only, I've only been to Long Island. That's really? the only place in New York and upstate New York. That there's only two places I've been to. I, I guess I was just in. Bro, I was in Buffalo a few weeks ago. Let's just drive the nine hours there, and we'll go it's to. Not far at no. all. 
yeah it's yeah. it's not bad and it's easily accessible it's just i don't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of reason to be like i've got to conjure up a reason to be there well we're gonna we're gonna sightsee the people yeah we're just yeah. gonna sit on benches and watch people. i'm gonna bring my video camera with me and watch. we're just gonna make it crazy <laughs> yeah there's so much to do here yeah and i, I mean you guys are are like there's there's like 10 different cigar shops in like a five mile radius. And that honestly, that I hurts know. my heart too, too to hear that because mm-hmm. there's one where we, and it's 25 what? minutes away and it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's, and I know the people there well and I love them to death, but it's a really grungy, dirty place. So it's, no way. oh, yeah. it's, they have. Erica, I'm not kidding you. They have birds inside there. These birds are dying every single day from the immense amount of smoke they are inhaling. I think they're mining, mining canaries just to <laughs> test the toxicity of the air. So if they die, they, no everybody has to I'm not evacuate. kidding you. Every time I go in there, I just want to open the cages and let them free because I'm like, this is torture. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. Is torture much. for these poor birds. That's wrong. It is very <laughs> wrong. Trust me. It. And it, it hurts me every time I go in. But the birds yeah. seem to love it, honestly. The, the atypical <laughs> like smoking lounge here, it's like the tiles that used to be uh, white on the ceiling are now like dark orange or, yeah. or yellow. The filters on all their filtration systems are all like just nasty and caked up with grime yeah, and they, dirt. They just don't take care of stuff no. this way. Well, so so I always hear like the great the great places in New York and of course I visit Chicago very frequently. I was just there. Love Chicago. Uh, oh, Chicago is one of my favorite cities. And the lounge is there. There's like a network of them that are all owned by the same people. I always go to those. And I I think you may know oh. Mo from Patina. So he Yeah. So yeah. Mo and I are friends and we always hang out in Chicago in a shop he used to run. And those shops are really nice. I mean, they're very well kept, great inventory, great people. It's just the difference of what you get from one experience to the another. It, it's, it's so different from Ohio. It's a, yeah. it, Ohio is a far removal yeah. from, from, I guess, what you would want as a normal cigar smoking experience. But Sure. No, that sucks. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. You have, uh, it's kind of like New York and then New York has a lot of great places, but then uh, they just don't, some of them don't have uh, the, the, you know, the inventory right. of, you know, they have the old school, like you have the I big know. name brands and they don't give chances to the boutique brands. And right. so it kind of gets boring. Yes. Um, but then you do have like what Ohio has, like the one shop, you do have that in Jersey. Like gotcha. they're popping up out of everywhere, but it some of these spots don't make sense. They don't make sense. Right. Like the chairs are all fucked up. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. You know, th- there's no ventilation. What are you using? You're just using a fan to put in your window, and you're taking out. Yeah, that's not uh, good. Smoke. <laughs> um. Yeah, and the inventory. What is it? Like it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Right. Um. So it's it's just like. It's just all over the place too. Sorry, guys. Oh, no worries. Yeah. So, so I've I've noticed that. Um, I've actually noticed that in some of the bigger mm-hmm. cities that I've been in, some of the shops that do the traditional like Fuente, Padron. Like, I was just in yeah. a shop in Grand Rapids, Michigan, two weeks ago, and it was like the same way. There was no there was no boutique and or or anything there that I would that I would personally say I favor more than anything. And I would say given your Instagram profile, which I stalked a little bit, I'm sorry, you would probably favor those too. 
because that yeah. seems to be a lot of what you smoke. And I think there's a quality component there that exists that you don't get with some of the bigger brands. And it's sometimes mm-hmm. kind of sad to see where I'm like, oh, I really, I really like this place is a cool environment, but they're really kind of pushing. And I get it. People are in it to make money. It's, it's a weird dynamic, but sure. there, there's so many better cigars out there than, than some of those traditional ones you see smattered in some of those shops. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it sucks. Yeah. Because I mean, I feel like, yeah, these shops, they say, Oh, but we, you know, these cigars sell. But I mean, there are other this. If you take chances, learn mm-hmm. about that company, learn about the cigars. You know, they they offer all their lines. Maybe you'll love one so much, and then you put it on, you put it in your humidor, and when somebody comes in, you're gonna love to tell that person about that cigar because you had a great experience with yeah. them. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's going to sell. It's going to sell. Absolutely. Like it's education and the passion behind it. It's going to sell. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll come out and I'll, I'll take the hate speech back from this. It's Fuente, okay? It's Fuente. <laughs> you, you, you've got humidors lined with 12 different lineups in the Fuente brand. And then you have them in all nine Vitolas and they're taking up like a hundred square feet of space. <laughs> yeah. It, it is, it is kind of crazy. And, and it's, it, I yeah. think it is a weird, bet, but I do agree with what you're saying. And that's actually a really good statement as far as yeah. if you are somebody who can get behind a cigar, if you, even if you're just, if you're an employee at a shop or you're the owner and you're committed mm-hmm. to a brand based upon, you know, that this not only has the quality, but the flavor, everything about this cigar and the way that it was made, even, even to the degree, the story behind it, those yes. are great characteristics to sell to somebody. Those are great. Those are the fine details that you can get behind. It's, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of brands I think that are doing that. Namely, like we'll use, but dare I say, let's use Cornelius and Anthony as an example, right? <laughs> that, that is one brand. And I was really excited that shop that's by me ended up getting Cornelius and Anthony. And actually I think there's a awesome. event coming up in May you were a, that they're uh, doing. You were a proponent of that. Yeah. I, so th- I, I take a little bit of pride in that. I kept telling awesome. them, get this brand and get this brand in. And that it was like, a couple months later, I walk in there and the first thing they did was they came up to me like, we got Cornelius and Anthony. And I was like, oh, yes. Please. So they, they did that they created real estate and they removed some other stuff. They created real estate there. Now it's actually in one of the front shelves. Like mm-hmm. it's in one, yes, probably one of wow. the premier inventory shelves. So I, I would assume that it's doing good there. And I was really excited to see that, but it was something that they got behind as well. And, and I think a lot of B&M owners need to I think explore a little bit more because I think that's where the Do industry it. is going. I think it's going Hell in that yeah. direction. So I totally agree 1000% because there's like a wave of people coming in and there it's like that. Um, I kind of call it like the craft beer effect. Mm-hmm. So here are these people that are coming in and searching for uh, different cigar brands and like geeking out on 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 them. And they'll have like different groups and they'll search for vintage stuff or uh, the boutique brands that not a lot of people can get their hands on. And they're they're supporting those small brands. And then these other people that are coming in and wanting to 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 learn about the culture, they see this happening and they want to they want to get on it, too. Right. So if you don't get on it now. Like these retailers, if they don't get on and out, they're going to miss that train. That next retail spot is going like that brings them in. 
you're going to lose so much business to that person because you didn't give a chance to these boutique brands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could not agree more. Yeah. I could not agree yeah. more. You, I totally. think you think very, di- you, you think very similar in the way that Chris and I think, Yeah. especially mm-hmm. as far as I, I think there's, and him and I have discussed this so many times. We have this conversation with a lot of people. I think there's a generational difference as well. I think, and it's, it got it. Sound, I, I made this sound really bad the last time I say it, but I was like, <laughs> the old guys are dying off. <laughs> Uh, oh it, ma- it made it sound very insensitive, but really what I meant about that is like, but I think what was traditional in, in the sense of cigar smoking, that's not the, that, that was the rule and is now almost shifted into the exception. Like you said, the new yeah. wave that's coming in is kind of what mm-hmm. we see. And I think there's a generational difference there. Like when I talk to sure. younger folks, folks that are our age, they're always looking to mm-hmm. explore new stuff. Their, their humidor doesn't look like a, a couple boxes of Fuentes or Padrones nope. or these atypical cigars that it's, we know to be the they're they're like single by sticks. Yeah, it's that like is in the biggest variety you can imagine. It, it looks like my humidor. Awesome. It's like one of yeah. this, one of this, one of this, one of this, one of this, and then there's four hundred total. And you're like, it, you're just trying every single thing that you can, and it's really from an exploratory nature. So I do agree with that in that regard. There mm-hmm. is a new wave coming through, and it's it's actually really cool to see. I think. Seeing seeing the shift and being in the middle of it is really neat. Yeah, absolutely. I I was actually talking to somebody about this a couple of days ago too. Um, same conversation, and I was you know when I first started getting into cigars, talking about nine plus years ago, and I just walk into a cigar lounge and you have these really older guys and they didn't know how to explain a cigar. They didn't understand the flavors. They, they only knew the big name brands. Right. I, boutique, uh, the only boutique really out then was what, Tatuaje? Probably, and, yep. Yeah, and I mean, you didn't, they didn't really understand Tatuaje at that time either. So when you try to say, oh, why, how, how is this cigar supposed to taste and this? Oh, it's really good, it's really good. Right. But now you go into not all of shop, all of the shops, but most of the shops, they have people that are educated enough to be able to break it down to where you'll understand. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree it's more. It's the new wave. I'll it tell is. you, I, it's really there's cool. something else I noticed too, and this is I I, mm-hmm. I can only assume this is not with every other B and M, but some B and Ms when they assign their 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 reps at on the floor that are there to help you pick out cigars, a lot of them represent brands that are on those shelves, and they're just pushing the brands that they they represent, and it's it's rarely a circumstance where they're helping you try to find the right cigar. They're just trying to push the brands that they get right. commissions yeah. off of. Right, and we and we hear that a lot of times is just kind of these back end. Hey, we, you know, it's, they'll push this particular thing. And I've been told before, it's like, yeah, we're told to push this Mm -hmm. because we get like a back end rebate for every five sticks we sell from the manufacturer. It's like, all right. I was like, but in terms of, and and I love the shops that I go into where it's not that way, like just being in Chicago last week. And and it's probably because I know these folks, but I go in and I just ask them like, you know what I like? So tell me what you have that's new. And they get like giddy and excited because I'm, I'm someone who <laughs> likes to explore like they do. And it's like, I've spent 40 minutes in there. A guy I was with awesome. that, that I work with at another organization, he literally looked at me and he goes, it's like a woman shopping for shoes. That's what you're doing right now. This is, this mm-hmm. is the same thing. It's like your wife shopping for stuff at, at a store. And I'm like, this is my, this is me selecting shoes. It's the same thing. I will sit there and browse for an hour before I make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that process. It's such a fun process for me. Yes, it is. 
I agree. So, I agree. So you've been, you are the director of social media and marketing for Cornelius and Anthony. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So how long have you been with them? Since they launched. Awesome. So what, it's almost, yeah, it's almost three years now. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but then it's just, it's so much fun to be working for an amazing company. And I just don't say that just because I work for them, but it's really like everybody behind it. They're so knowledgeable. They work like super well together and they all have these wonderful, wonderful personalities. And I mean, Stephen Bailey is an incredible human being. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish, I wish people would, would be able to like meet him. Like everybody needs to meet Stephen. Um, also Courtney behind behind the scenes yeah. uh she's the director she's of grant development i she's amazing uh but she's you know she's always working and trying to push this brand and doing whatever she can to make it successful you know one so, of the one of the things that i greatly admire about cornelius and anthony and and i see mm -hmm. i see variations of this and it seems like they're it's one of the organizations i think have both components down and i think are really important when you're launching a brand there's not only there's the creation of great cigars, great tobacco, and, and the knowledge behind that process. And then there's mm -hmm. incredible business acumen. Those two worlds are blended very well together from what I can see with Cornelius and Anthony, which doesn't always happen with other brands. Some brands have really yeah. great cigars and then just haven't figured out the formula to launch them or don't have the business background to do it. Or there's other mm -hmm. people that are all business and I won't name those names, but produce, <laughs> <laughs> produce very subpar cigars. Cornelius mm -hmm. and Anthony feels like it, it has figured out the formula to do it together, which is really yes. cool. Yeah. I mean, I have to, I have to definitely give credit to Courtney. I mean, you know, here's Stephen that wanted to get into this wonderful culture and the way that he picked his group, his team is like so perfect. You know, here's Courtney. She comes from like a design background mm -hmm. and creating these illustrations uh, for each box and the stories behind each name and and then how she gets it across to Todd Vance, which is, I don't know if you guys have met him, mm -mm. but are the VP of sales. Right. Uh, he, you know, and he comes from uh, a big background. I mean, he's been in the tobacco industry for years and doing sales out on the road and just the way that they connect and work together and just make sure that everything's on point. It's wild. I don't know how, how they do it, but they do it. and. I just, I definitely give him big credit because I mean, she's kicking ass. Yeah. It's she's awesome. It's pretty incredible to see what the brand has done over such a short period of time. And right? also, weird. I don't know who did it or who continues to do it, but the design around Cornelius, like specifically the logo <laughs> and the labels are absolutely one of my favorites. Right? I think it's so incredible. I love mm -hmm. that old school look. It is awesome. I, it just, the whole, every single different cigar too, as far as like having just the very, um, I don't want to say plain, but very neutral sub label with a variance of color is awesome. Like, I think that yes. it, it just works so well. It's Courtney, you know, she has, she it. has a, yeah, she has definitely, she dove into it. She wanted, it's basically like 
from my observation, it's like, here's her baby. Here's Stephen. Stephen is allowing her creative side to flourish. Yeah. Uh, and allowing her to create something and be happy about it and be proud about it. And she's every single, like from Cornelius to the Venganza to the Meridian, everything, so much thought goes behind every single uh, photo, every single poster, every single illustration, everything. Yeah. And it's just like how I ask her sometimes, I'm like, dude, like, how do you, how do you, how are you okay? <laughs> how do you, how are you, like, how do you, like, wind down? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. she's so happy about it. She's, like, puts everything into it. And I'm, like, I, could, I couldn't do half of that. She's, no. I, yeah. she's incredible. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I admire it greatly. And I can tell that everybody who works there, including yourself, has just put so much time and attention into building the brand. But doing it so much. in a meaningful way. Yeah. Because there's some yes. people that don't do it in a meaningful way. And I can tell Cornelius and Anthony, I, I hopped on that train almost immediately. I fell in love with the Thank brand you. and the cigars are amazing. Now I have to ask you this question because I do have a favorite Cornelius and Anthony cigar and it's the Daddy Mac. There's, I think <laughs> most people who know me know that that's no surprise. But what's your favorite out of all the ones? My favorite has probably got to be the Cornelius. Oh, that is a good one. Man, Just because, part of me wanted to pick yeah. that one too. <laughs> It's because there's so much more behind the Cornelius and, and, you know, I just, Cornelius is the reason why I'm with Cornelius and Anthony, you know, Cornelius guided me to them and it was, it was like history after that. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. And I love, 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 but the daddy Mac is also great. Whoever, like whoever goes after the daddy Mac, like first they're like oh i don't know which one to try first out of the eight lines like which one but anybody that's given a daddy mac they always come back yeah yeah it doesn't yes, matter do. what kind of it's just like doesn't matter what kind of palette you have it just takes on to every kind of palette out there and it just grabs it and it keeps you wanting more that's so it's it's very interesting that you said it that way because that's exactly how i feel about that cigar i i really i truly do because the first time that i had it it was the very first cigar i ever had out of of any of the cornelius and anthony cigars and when i first had it i was like wow this is magic and it was like i couldn't pinpoint what it was about the cigar that i love so much the only thing that i did was is i texted all my friends including my brother and i was like you have to try this just yep. I, I'll get more of them. I'll buy more and then hand them out. But you have to try it. And everybody's like, God, that's good. The one that surprised yeah. me is I decided to go on a date with the mistress. And uh, <laughs> at first I was like, okay, she, you know, be a nice dinner, sit down, dinner, be nice. Mm-hmm. But no, how quickly she brought out the leathers and the whips and the chains <laughs> and just oh my beat my ass for the first 10, 15 minutes of that cigar. That cigar. I, I loved it though. That cigar is, a, if, I, if there was somebody that I didn't like in this world and they were like i really want to get into cigar smoking let me try a cigar i would give them the mistress because it would immediately punch them in the teeth 
just just take the band off first though okay? <laughs> i will i will i'll make sure it's not cornelius cornelius and anthony represented i think that cigar is an aficionado cigar hands yes down. it is it, yeah, it, it is it just is the way that it was built but it's characteristically it's like you know what it is and if you mm-hmm. love those flavors you'll love that cigar. Oh, yeah. totally um yeah I, so I do want to I want to pivot a little bit in this conversation, and I think sure. I think this is important because Chris and I have only ever talked about this, but we've never had really a lot of experience asking someone, particularly a female, about females in cigar smoking. And I know I read an article uh, yesterday that you had done, and I think it was um, a cigar business article, and it was females and cigar smoking. And one of the things that okay. we had talked about over a period of time is that there is this, and we talked a little bit about it earlier in this conversation, there's kind of a history of cigar smoking that would portray male domination, right? This is a, this is sure. a male-focused thing, and it's, it's what guys do, blah, blah, blah. I mm-hmm. think that is being removed, in a sense, as we kind of push forward as this new wave, this new generation, whatever you want to call it, is coming into place. But mm-hmm. what, what are your feelings as far as, or what experiences have you had in cigar smoking? Have you felt that it's well-received, that you sit down into a lounge or sit down in a lounge and you are integrated in there just like everybody else? Or do you find that there's some prejudice and challenge around it? It's like 50, 50. Okay. Um, like sometimes even with my background and I come in very confident, I really don't care who's in there. I just need to know where the humidor is. Mm -hmm. And then you have these tobacconists or, staff members half them aren't even tobacconists but um staff members that'll come in and kind of like just say oh you know here's a flavored cigar yeah do you want the (laughs) do you want the cao moon trans (laughs) do you want this acid cigar i know are you fucking kidding me like i'm not you know i'm not like if i love liked it okay cool but you didn't even ask me right you just assumed you know, you just assume that I wanted a flavored cigar because I'm a woman. And so what I'll do is I'll fuck with them. Right. <laughs> yes. So yes. I do what I do is I actually I actually um, I'll scan the humidor and I'll, I'll pick out the cigars that they don't have, like the lines that they don't have. Mm. So oh, I'll say, yeah. you don't have you don't have Romacraft Neanderthal. Uh, you don't I, I know you don't have uh, Cornelius and Anthony, you know, Daddy Mac. Yeah, but where's where's patina? Like what? So I give them like no chance, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we don't have it." Whatever. I was like, "Okay, well, these are the fl- these are the cigars that I I smoke, and this is my flavor profile within those cigars. What do you suggest?" Oh yeah, and, like. They don't have anything to say. I was going to say, you're asking them, <laughs> you're asking a rhetorical question at that point, knowing that the answer is they have no uh, idea. Yeah, I don't know. They have no idea how to proceed. They're going to go, oh, we have this Romeo and Juliet over here. If this is something you like, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to take right. that and, and adapt it to whatever they have in their inventory. Exactly. God. They can't. And yeah. so then I say, oh, don't worry about it. I'll pick something out myself. You know, I'll, I'll come out. Just can I can I browse a little bit more and I'll be right out. And, you know, if you're going to be that way, I'm going to make sure that you feel like, <laughs> hey, you know, this this woman knows what she's talking about. Yep. And I feel shitty now, like because yep. I assumed what's, what's you know, and, and that happens. That yeah. happens all too often. And, and I know. Oh, yeah. 
I, and I'm sure that that's, that's something that and for, for a female probably gets tenfold over anything I've ever experienced. I get something. Well, I do have the hair of a female for sure. So that probably doesn't help. Nice people see, thank you so much. <laughs> I think if people see it from behind, trust me, I'm mistaken for a female all the time when people walk up behind me and I'm like, I'm wearing a suit jacket. Like what? what? I'm wearing, it's like, I'm wearing like a biker leather and they're like, ma'am, what can I get? I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, but it, so there's times where it's like, I look like a California surfer dude. I get mistaken for that a lot. So there's times where I walk into humidor, I get kind of the same thing. And then I, I do something similar, like, hey, do you have an, do you have this brand? And I'm, I'm looking for this. I didn't see it in your humidor. I've done that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. And then they instantly go, oh, shit. Whoops. This person knows what they're talking see? about. And it's, it, for me, it's more of a, I think if you're not educated enough to at least have a conversation or a discussion around different brands of cigars or being able to rec- make recommendations, you shouldn't the, be in that space. The obviousness is, is sure. that you don't look like the atyp- or the typical cigar right. smoker. Right. So they, they, they're right. looking you know, on the facade or the superficial side of it like, does he look like a cigar smoker? And if you don't, they just start with the trivial kind of surface level questions you know i still get carded in a cigar shop (laughs) and i'm 33 years old (laughs) that it is kind of strange (laughs) yeah no i mean it's then you have and going back to your question it's like you have you have those uh you know those shops like that but then you have also shops that embrace it they love having women come into their shop yes talk about cigars or not even if she doesn't even know about cigars they embrace it and and they're like i want you as comfortable as possible in here and you know the owners and the staff members create this environment so everybody is feels welcome so when you have the guys come in you know they understand they're like oh yeah these women they're here to smoke cigars just like us right so so it's 50 50 and a lot of people ask me, like, oh, Erica, where do you smoke cigars? Well, I travel. Like, I'll travel to the shops that I feel most comfortable at. Sure. Because you grab a cigar that you love. You guys know this. You grab a cigar you love. And you go into, you know, you're sitting in a shop. It, and the environment is just shitty and people are just negative. It fucks your cigar up. Yes, it does. A hundred percent. The experience is dulled incredibly. I, I could yes. not agree more. Yeah. So it's like you have to like I'll travel 45 minutes to an hour, hour and a half to go to places because of that. And, you know, I support them so much. I support the house. I'll rack up on a bunch of cigars and tell, you know, basically tell them, like, thank you for creating a space that I feel comfortable in. And what happens? I bring all of my friends there, you know, both men and women. And they're like, what the fuck? This is awesome. It's just like kind of like a ripple effect. Yeah. I couldn't agree um, more. And and I've seen, I've seen that. Um, and there's some shops that I've been to were very much like that. And I think you've, you've drawn upon both of those experiences. What I've noticed in the best shops, and I've used this term before bars and stars come off. You don't know that this guy who is sitting there interacting with you may be a multimillionaire. And you also wouldn't know if he's a mailman who just got off the mail route. You don't like the, the best shops those things are removed who they are and from an economical standpoint or societal standpoint is completely removed the common denominator then becomes the cigar 
And that's how mm-hmm. shops, the best shops operate in that manner. They create an environment in which everybody's included, which is fantastic. Yes. If you get that experience, those are the places that you want to go to. Cause you're right. Absolutely. Those experiences elevate the enjoyment of that cigar in that moment. Yes. And it, you go back and you continue to go back. And there's so many women that come up to me and they'll say, where, you know, reach out to me on social media. Like where, where do I go? Like, cause the last shop, they treated me like shit. That's I don't want to, but yeah. I want to get into the cigar culture and I really want to learn from it. Right. Where do I go to feel comfortable? That's a huge problem. Cause that was going to be mm-hmm. one of my questions is, is, Oh uh, yeah, Chris Allen here, Hot Ticket Weekly. I feel like it's like a presidential like briefing, and we're just asking a <laughs> ton of questions. But no, uh, I love it. I love it. That's no, one of the things awesome. I've noticed, at least on social media, from a from a periphery type of observational stance. The thing about a lot of the women that I've noticed that smoke cigars online that we see, mm-hmm. they're such huge influencers. Oh yeah, they quadruple. Massive. What us guys are able to do with very reputable businesses, organizations, brands, and women are killing it in this industry. Mm-hmm. But yet there's still this, maybe this reserve that, that women may take to the industry, whether it's health related or they feel like they're not inclusive because they're looked at as a sex symbol or sex icon for the industry. It's like, how do we go about changing that perspective to allow females to be more integrated into that without feeling like they're just a sex object, so to speak. Cause I mm-hmm. think that's what I'm noticing online is that's really the case. Yeah. The, uh, that answer can go like many directions, but I'll go off of like social media wise. Okay. Sure. So social media wise, and there are certain women that take advantage. Sure. That they exploit it. They, they, we, we know who those people are. Yeah. You don't have to name names. (laughs) We, I think collectively we we know, know. (laughs) Yeah, we all know, but they're using our culture and I believe like my feelings, they're fucking it up for a lot of other women. Right. Like, you know, uh, I was just talking, talking to the guys over on the other podcast about it too. It's just like, you have these women that have a huge following and they're taking advantage they're uh getting free shit all the time Mm -hmm. and they're just putting their bodies out there putting all this out there but then you also have other women that feel they'll feel confident they feel good they don't do what they do but they still have that follower count because they're beautiful women right and they just dress really nice and they're still put in that category as well because these women, these women fucked it up. Yeah. Like they're, they're really fucking it up. And instead of saying like coming together and, and really like, if that's your thing, okay. But then like get out the way. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to see it anymore. So where does it stop is maybe it's the brands like the companies the companies are sending the cigars to these women. Right. You know, the companies are, are supporting supporting this. So instead of getting, giving that opportunity to, you know, the women that are classy and that are confident and that don't put put themselves out there, they have great content. Or even like the micro influencers, you know, these you know, women that are that may not take photos of themselves, but they're taking photos of the cigars that they enjoy and they're 
they're sure. super knowledgeable. Yeah. Like, why don't you go after these women and create a community and and just go after it? You your brand will be looked at so much differently. Because think about it. Like, I see a woman that's clearly doing the wrong thing and taking advantage. And she's smoking I don't know, a cigar that I used to smoke or I wanted to smoke this week. And I look at the cigar. I'm like, nope, I don't even want to smoke that cigar. Wow, because yeah. I automatically think about this woman that's doing that. Right. There's like an association so, thing to it. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. And I've, I've noticed that too. It's, you actually bring up a great point because I've noticed that with some brands and – and I think, and I, I'm just trying to put myself in their shoes and, and, and I'm not saying this is right, but I think what they think is it's the path of least resistance to a dollar, right? To, to build the business. If you, yes. if you're creating an association of your brand with someone who does put themselves out there in that way, as mm-hmm. opposed to building the brand in the correct way of which you just discussed, they're, mm-hmm. they're looking at the other alternative as this is the path of least resistance. There's guys in this community that are going to flock to this beautiful lady that's putting herself out there where she whether she likes that cigar or not doesn't make a Mm -hmm. difference if she's modeling it and it is seen and it's known it's going to create it's going to create a population around that of people who are just because of that are likely to at least go explore that cigar Mm -hmm. which you're correct in saying that is the wrong approach to doing it i i would definitely agree with you there i do too totally it's actually pretty unnerving chris and i talk about it often it drives us nuts yeah well, it's but the thing is, it, and this is what people talk about all the time, and sometimes it's uncomfortable for other women to hear. But hello, like you have YouTube channels, and I've watched them, and these you know guys are saying, "Oh, cigar sluts!" Like yeah. it's out <laughs> there, dude. Like it's out there. They have these articles. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And it's just it's so sad, and you know it's it upsets me very much because I know wonderful women that deserve so much more and that would be able to just give so much more to the community that aren't given an opportunity. Yeah. You know, it, it happens to me all the time as well because of the women that are doing it the wrong way. Yeah. And, and we all know who those people are. Yeah. It's super unfortunate too. And it, it yeah. and I'm hoping the dynamic changes. And I think, sure. I think with what you have done and especially with the social media platform, I think, I think it will eventually. And I think there's great influencers <laughs> out there. Um, I know some of the, the other gals that you, you are associated with also via mm-hmm. the podcast being Liz. I think there's people mm-hmm. and there's characters out there that really will make headway in that space. And hopefully start to dissipate some of those those other factors and and where someone's just putting on a bathing suit or you know the youtube right. channel thing and I'm, it's like god i don't know whether way to say it other than whoring themselves out for this particular cigar but mm-hmm. it's 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 inauthentic like that's that's the reality is that every single time i see that i can see the lies through the teeth about how they really feel yes. about the cigar and it's just about promoting a brand because someone has given you a free sample and, and there's, there's some sort of business obligation there, yeah. which, which I'm not a fan of at all. Um, no. so, so that, that's going to lead me into my next thing. This is the next, mm-hmm. next pivot. And probably the most important factor of this podcast is the fact that you have now created a podcast, which I'm very excited Yay! about. As soon as I saw that, I was like, <laughs> thank you guys. Yes, this is awesome. <laughs> and I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, all right, promote, promote, promote. Um, so, so give <laughs> us an guys. idea of, of, of what the podcast is, who you're doing with it, and, and then why you guys are doing it. How did it come about? 
Okay. So, so basically last year, like I knew, like I needed to create my foundation with my own social media page. I built that foundation. Many people know who I am, so forth. So I really wanted to kick it up a notch. Like I, I knew like, I'm not great at being on videos. Like I'm just not, it's just, I'm not comfortable with it. If I have to do an interview, great, cool, but it's not my thing. There are other people that can do that and do the reviews and that's why they're there. But I was like, I don't, I don't, I just don't feel it. So then I remembered, like I, I listen to podcasts all the time. And one of my favorite podcasts is like my favorite murder. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a awesome. lot of people's favorite. That's a massive <sighs> podcast. Yes. It's huge. And the girls kept saying, and I it just in there and they're like, I can't believe like we created a podcast. All we wanted to do was like talk about something that we love and this, that, but I kept hearing that in my head. And one day it just, boom. I said, that's it. Podcast. Then I remembered uh, one of my customers, like one of my old clients that I had my full-time job, he had gotten on the phone one day and he's like, Erica, you give great phone voice. And I put these like two things together and I'm like, that's what I want to do. And I knew that I couldn't just do it myself. I wanted a team, a team that was strong and powerful and that brings so much to the table that people should hear, you know, that should be listening to. Mm-hmm, right. Um, and then I was like, okay, well this podcast, like, okay, great. But what's missing? What, what, what can, how can I fill in the gaps, you know, to help the, our community? Cause I know there's, there's a bunch of cigar podcasts out there. So, you know, what can I do to, to make it whole? So everybody has an opportunity to hear everything. And it's like, listen, lounge talk. What is everybody talking about? Like, let's, let's get it. Etiquette, reviews, you know, magazine articles, uh, you know, retailers, uh, women in the industry, men in the industry, social media influencers. The li- just seriously, the list does go on. Oh, yeah, I could go on and- forever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. In stories, the stories that I have that, you know, that in cigar shops that happened to me, you know, it, I, that list goes on too. Sure. So it just, you know, it just opens up the minds of, you know, brings awareness, you know, of what's going on. What can these retailers do different? What can these brands do different? What's everybody talking about? Right. And so that's, that's my main mission and, you know, having, so you have me, you have Amy, Liz and Mo. And so we all come from different walks of life. So you have myself, you know, I've been smoking for over nine years. Uh, you know, I have the marketing, social media marketing background, but then I've also worked in a cigar retail shop before. So I have a little bit of, a little bit of that. Then you have Amy, who works in the retail uh, side of the cigar industry, super knowledgeable, knows all about these factories, been to factories, just a ball of knowledge. You have Mo, who is fairly new, but he does have a lot of points coming from a male perspective. Sure. And I think a lot of people will 
will actually be really excited to hear from him because he is just getting into it. He's a couple years into it and still learning. And I think it's really good to have him on there just because I don't want you know, all it to be about women. I want it to be about the guys too. Right. And it, so, he's, he's going to have, even just being with uh, probably more of a novice smoker is going to have a different perspective as well oh, yeah. and probably have one that's not been challenged at all, which is really good. It's almost yeah. like, it's almost like when you ask a, a you know, a toddler, a question, you, you know, you're going to get nothing but real and innocent. Yep. Like you're going to get a guy who's just not had, not having a lot of that experience sometimes is it makes for the best content because it's, there's like no fabrication in it. It's very authentic usually. Mm -hmm. So I think that's great. It's a wonderful mm -hmm. component. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And, um, and then you have Liz and Liz is fairly new at it as well. I mean, she's learning about the culture. She's two, three years into smoking cigars and she enjoys it. And she'll, she comes back and she's like, listen, why, why am I put in the same category as these other women? I'm, I'm actually enjoying the cigars. I, I support, support these companies that, you know, are trying to build the business and so forth. And I like to dress classy. I like to do this. So right. I think everybody's role is so important in this podcast and that will bring the cigar community just a little bit more to make it great, greater than what it already is. Yeah, I, so. I couldn't agree more. I was I was really excited to see, especially what you guys were doing. And I do want to rewind real quick because you'd mentioned something mm -hmm. in there as far as you having a great phone voice. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And actually, as a matter <laughs> of fact, when you put out the uh, the teaser the other day yeah. and it had the, the subtle music in the background, I was like, that is so amazing. It sounds so good. <laughs> Thank you, You guys. really do have a wonderful yeah. phone voice. So that is going to translate really well in podcasting. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I, I have this like kind of ratty, ugh, like I feel like I always have something in the back of my throat. And and there's people who are like, oh, you have a good podcast voice. Are you a good radio? I'm like, no, you're you insane. Oh, no, 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 no. Chris, Chris is much better than I am. And actually a buddy of ours has like a great radio like a deeper podcast. Voice. Yeah, he's got yeah. that. Like it just sounds really good. He sounds like... um. He sounds like uh, like someone who is uh, an announcer for baseball. He has that. Really? Yeah, I, I don't I don't have. I mean, I've just gotten used to hearing my own voice, but I still don't appreciate it ever. I mean, it's <laughs> terrible. But you do have that, and 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 also, I think just I think the idea of filling in the gaps is like we we're we do something completely different, right? So we have yeah. we do current event topics. We'll talk about some of those cigar related lounge type of topics but not to that degree we don't go heavy into that but we really like reviewing cigars in a layman's term so we found our we found our spot in our place in the podcast world and we love it i love seeing something being created that there's a dynamic to it that's never been seen before i think that's why i was so yeah. excited just to get a bit of a background of what you guys were doing because I thought it was so profoundly different than what was out there. I immediately mm -hmm. got really excited about it. I was like, oh, fine. Because I'll be honest with you. There's not a lot of cigar podcasts that I listen to. I don't even listen to our own. Um, there's a buddy of ours that I listen to fairly frequently, um, which is good. But there's a lot of them that I think are... They're, they're just, some of them are just kind of conversation. They're not really topical yes. and that's great to listen to as like background noise, but yeah. I really like to derive information and knowledge from a podcast. That's really what I like. I like the entertainment value, but I always like to get something out of it. I like to, at the end of it, go, okay, I've learned something new, or this is a discussion topic I've never really thought about. I mm -hmm. think from what I can tell, that's what you and uh, your podcasts are going to bring to to what has has really never been seen in in cigars or in you know related podcasts 
which is going to yes. be really cool. Oh, thank you guys so much. I appreciate like all the nice, you know, things that you guys are saying because it, it makes me feel good because I was a little nervous. Um, but I, I knew like, I want to be able to talk for all of us because sure. all of us talk about these things, like about what retailers can do about to do better and what people should, you know, how you should treat women, how you should treat guys. Like the amount of bullshit that happens is just, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to make people feel uncomfortable and people are going to have, people are going to say, Oh, what the fuck? Like what's going like, yeah, well this, it should be said, right. It's going to create a wave of people to be able to talk, talk like what a wave that people can, you know, be able to talk about. Yeah. And just I, like you guys like reviews. Sorry. I just cut you off. <laughs> oh no, no, no. You're good. Keep going. No. So like, you know, reviews, I'm, Listen, like I, I don't really do reviews that much. Like we don't really do reviews. So sure. we even thought about. I'm like, yeah, we'll touch, uh, touch on it, but we'll more, mostly, mostly, mostly talk about like the magazine reviews, like what we think of those. Sure. Because nobody can really say like to me, oh, this is a 93, but my palette is so different than right. what it's saying. Right. You know, and that's what. It's just going to create a conversation that a lot of people talk about. Yeah. And, and that's, I'm really excited. That's a great point. And that's actually one of the things that I really love about cigars because we, we put ratings mm-hmm. on things too, but it's very subjective. Yeah. And we always like to mention that if you really yes. like this kind of profile, you really like the cigar. If you don't, this particular rating is probably not going to be what you would think this, cons- this cigar would be considered because there is so many variances as far as what people's preferences. And we, we understand that. It's one of the things we do as far as breaking it down very layman's, just very we, simple. We want there's, yeah. there's outlets out there, <clears throat> Cigar Aficionado, that take it and elevate <laughs> it to this weird <laughs> level sneak in. that people just, they can't relate to. They can't understand Half Wheel. And it's, <laughs> it's just... It gets too confusing when you make things so overly unrela- unrelatable. People, yeah. people just they they get confused. And if you're if you're a novice cigar smoker, you're someone who who doesn't yet have really a developed palate to understand. You know what mm-hmm. the subtle variances are and what you should be looking for. That stuff is just way over your head. We, and it's kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. We we have one job. And that job is to entertain. Well, no, we have two jobs. We have two jobs. We have one to entertain and second to help brands connect with the next generational smoker, whether they're, they know they're a smoker or not yet. We really are trying to encourage people to try cigars and get into it because it is an amazing community. It really is. And we totally we want to help the brands connect with those new smokers. No, and I love that you guys are doing that because, you know, I wish like – Nine years ago, when I started getting into it, there were people like you guys. I wish there was because I missed out on so many fucking cigars. I know. Me too. Because yeah, no. so I've been smoking many, since dude. 19 years old and I've, I've missed out on, I'm catching up. Let's be honest. I'm just catching up. And I missed out on stuff, mm-hmm. the great things that were produced years ago that I just never got to experience because I guess what? I was that CAO guy. That was okay. me. Hey, that there's was nothing that. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with CAOs, but nothing wrong. That I was that guy though. That was like I only smoke CAOs for the longest time. But I, okay. but I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. No. It's just, no. I I love that you guys 
you guys know, you guys thought about it. It's just not about a conversation. You know, right. you guys thought about like, what can we provide the community that can help the community come together and to spread the knowledge? Yeah. Um, so when a newcomer comes in, they could, they can really look to you guys and be guided because if they do walk into going back, going back to the retailers, you're going, they walk into a retailer. They don't know how to guide these people right. because they don't give a shit. Yeah. And true. so everybody needs that hub and you know, you guys are the hub and you guys are honest, which is important because people know when you're on social media or on a podcast, they know when you're honest, when you're being genuine about what you're doing. Yeah. It's I, clear as day. Yeah, it is. You and I think there's there's always something inherent about people where they can really and I know there's some science behind this, but when you can really mm-hmm. when you can depict when someone's being not authentic or when someone is fabricating or lying, there's mm-hmm. our brain picks up on that. Like you can you can feel it, you can sense it, not only verbally, yes. but you can see it in visual cues as well. So that's why it's like you've got to you've to to remain this way. Sometimes it's challenging, but and I and I think this is where I'm probably most excited about your guys's the podcast that you're doing is that I know that's going to come through the authentic. And you're right. I think there's going to be some conversations that probably are going to be uncomfortable to people. Trust when I yes. say Chris and I live in that world. I mm-hmm. get there's uh, there's there's an immense amount of hate mail that <laughs> comes my way because we say oh something that, that may be unpopular, but it's when you know you're doing it for the right reasons and you're saying things for the right reasons and you're doing it in a very candid and organic manner. Yes. I, 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 I can feel for me, I can lay my head on the pillow at night and go, you know what I, I did. I set out to what I was going to yeah. achieve. Unpopular, popular doesn't matter. This is this is yep. the opinion, and this is how hey, we're going to move forward. You're being authentic, bro. I'm trying. So that's that, I think that's the piece I'm most excited about your guys' podcast, and I can't wait till it launches. Um, <laughs> I will say this: we've been on here about an hour, and I know you've got probably got a busy Saturday ahead. I do have to ask you just a couple more questions, and these are more sure. fun-based questions than they are anything. So, right. minus Cornelius and Anthony, and you're not allowed to say one of theirs. Mm-hmm. What is and this is this is kind of a trick question, but kind of not. What is your all-time favorite cigar? Wow, that's like a t- that's a tough one. <laughs> you just You've got you, nine years, so you, you got probably like a hundred you can think of. Erica, you <gasps> just answered the question correctly. <laughs> if you would have spouted something off the top of your head, yeah, that deter- that you made a determination that it was going to be this one cigar, I would have called you a liar. But you answered it absolutely <laughs> correctly because this happens to Chris and I all too often, where someone's, "What's, what's your, your all-time favorite?" Cigar? I'm like, "Don't ask me that question. It doesn't it exist." Can't. It does not it exist. Doesn't. It doesn't exist. So, so what, what is the cigar that you've smoked recently that stands out in your mind of being really great? Uh, the Bespoke Daughters of the Wind. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. had that one yet. Yeah, Ooh. I highly recommend. Um, I, I love what they have done with all of their lines. Like, you know, they're different sizes right. and they're different, uh, blended differently. Um, but I love when a company comes out with a cigar that takes my palate to, to somewhere that it's never been before. Yes. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So when I smoke some of their cigars, like Daughters of the Wind, like I taste like sweet grass. Oh, like it's 
wild. Oh, that's like, cr- that's up that. that's up Chris's that's up that Chris's one. alley. You mm-hmm. said sweet grind. I want that one. I can see him salad. Yeah. I mean, you can't see him visually right now, but there's a, there's a stream of drool <laughs> coming out the left side of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, they definitely have done it. Um, Daughters of the Wind go to has been my go-to for a couple of months now. Nice. Um, so highly recommend. Yeah, there's, oh, I, I, I understand what you, what you're saying as far as like challenging the palate a little bit. I had, and this is weird. I'm not a huge Davidoff fan, but when I do smoke them, I do enjoy them. I haven't had one in forever. And I smoked a Davidoff Colorado the other day and it did that to me. I was, I was with a buddy of mine and he's like, how do you like that? And I was like, I don't know yet. It's, mm. it was so different than what I'd been accustomed to smoking. It really took me to a place mm-hmm. that I've never really experienced before as far as the flavor goes. And I really mm-hmm. did enjoy it. It was very floral. It, it was insanely floral, which a lot of Davidoffs are. But yeah. I, when I was smoking it, I was like the aroma to it. And I was like, this is actually insanely pleasant right now. And it was nothing mm-hmm. like I had had previous. So I, I get what you're saying. You, you kind of attach yourself to something that really sparks a difference in your head and really kind of challenges what you'd been smoking before. To me personally, yeah. as of recent, is the McAuliffe Sumatra. I was that about to cigar, say the same one. That was the weirdest anomaly of flavors. It was weird. Really? Like People think I'm crazy when I say it just because they aren't like an overly popular brand right now. But I'm like, I'm telling you, if you can just find just get your hands on it's in, They're insane. There they're was, insane. The other two that comes mm-hmm. to mind immediately for me is Columbus Rojo, which is uh, Columbus, which is, I believe, a Spanish. Yeah, they're Spanish. Uh, uh, brand. Produced in La Palma. Okay. And they have Canary Island tobacco, which I have never had before. It's a weird what? tobacco. Which is a weird, crazy good mm-hmm. flavor. And then the other one, which is when you mentioned grassy flavor, I just cannot help it. But I always try to grab one when I see one. The Cro-Magnon Fomorian by Roma Craft. I, that Candela mm. j- just is like my, my all-time It's Chris's love, love child for yeah. sure. <laughs> he, he loves it too much. <laughs> That's a, it's, it's a weird – he has this – okay, so it's like this weird – infatuation with the cigar and it's like we we know mm-hmm. we know the guys at Remacraft pretty well and even they couldn't get us any i mean <laughs> I that's know. like that's like how far removed they are from production except as of recent and it was like every time he sees what he could see the most beaten up Cro-Magnon from Maury in the back of a shelf that it just happened to drop off the box and is now laying in the bottom of the humidor with Already dust turning and yellow on it. How old it is. And, and it'll be cracked and it'll go, I'll take it. Just go ahead and snag that one up. <laughs> it's not even green anymore. It's just like this lame shade of pale that looks like someone who's about to vomit. He'll pick it up every time. <laughs> you make it work. Yeah, oh, he does. Do. He definitely you does. He definitely That's does. Awesome. Well, Eric, this this has been an absolute pleasure, and I and I want to give you the opportunity here, real quick, before we before we end the podcast, just to tell everybody when they can get the podcast. Where I ne- I think you mentioned as an, on iTunes and Spotify coming out. Are there other platforms that are on? When does it officially launch? So it officially the lounge experience. It officially launches April fourth. Uh, it'll be available on Spotify and iTunes right now. Okay. Um. So and I'll on you know we're on instagram facebook and all that good stuff but on instagram we're tle underscore podcast and every you know every day we'll we'll kind of give everybody updates on uh when they can subscribe and how to go all about that it's all about the information we're going to be flooding it on social media okay um keeping everybody in tune yeah. Hell awesome. Yeah. We're very excited. Yeah, no. We'll 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 obviously Thank push you. this episode of the podcast and we'll make sure that we put in a link to everything as far as everybody's social media so they have it. I think I think 
what you guys are doing as far as building it up up into the point of launch is really cool. It's something that we didn't do. We're like, let's do this podcast. And we just <laughs> just we threw it out there willy nilly. I like the intrigue behind it. I love the explanation behind it. And I think you guys are doing yeah. something really cool. And I'm telling you, I am I'm gonna be so excited when April fourth hits. I Ditto. cannot wait to oh, thank listen. Thank you guys Ditto. so much. You know, I, I appreciate you guys, you know, having me on. It means a lot. That just goes to show how the cigar community really is. Everybody's just about supporting each other. And it's not about like, you know, hey, who's better than the other? Everybody oh, just, man, no. you know, brings people brings people together. So yes, I, I really appreciate it. Everybody on the podcast appreciates it. It yeah. was super excited for me to be on. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then wow. I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. So you, you made a good point there. My wife asked me last night. She said, uh, I told her that we were going to have you on. And she's like, well, you're promoting another podcast. Isn't that kind of conflicting? Like, what would that do for yours? And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I was like, I was like, not only do I want to support it, but it's, it's, it's so different than what we're doing, but it, it's going to fill a space that has not yeah. really been tapped to, into in the podcast where I was like, I want to do everything I can to promote it. Like, yeah. And she was like, that's really cool. She was Aww, like, you don't view that yeah. as a competition. I was like, I don't view anything in the cigar world as competition at not all. Wrong. So it's, it's very cool. And, 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 and I cannot thank you enough especially in short notice, having you on and taking time out of your Saturday to do this. And uh, we certainly hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I hope that Chris and I get a chance to come out to the New York, New Jersey area soon. And we'll come see you and we'll come hang out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever you guys are ready. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Erica. Have a wonderful weekend. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Definitely. All right. See see ya. ya. All right. Bye-bye. What a wonderful podcast. Yes, it was. Don't I always say they get better? Yeah, you you, you, you tricked me because you're like, guess what? We're going to guess, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. Yeah, that literally yesterday. My head was swimming. I'm like, who's it going to be? Because you know how I am. I typically am the, the laissez-faire, the I don't care what the agenda is. I will just come yeah. for the show. Yeah. And I'll participate. I probably should have gave you more of a notice on this one because it is a very, I thought it was for many reasons very important no no it's cool I, I was familiar enough with it um following on social media so i, I kind of had a, a gist anyway but no nah, man it's just like oh, i that that'll be an amazing show yeah i agree and i'm i'm really excited for for what they're doing as soon as i saw it and, and i told i give erica tons of kudos for this as far as like putting it out on social media and all that yeah when I first saw it and she just kind of had it, she put in this tidbit, like this teaser and I was listening to it. And then I started doing a little bit more research and it was looking what everybody was doing on social media. I was like, holy shit, they're filling in a gap that everybody wants to hear, but no one's really talking about on this kind of platform. I thought it was very, not only is it incredible to come up with the idea, but I think they're just the right group to execute it, which yeah. is going to be really cool. We, we, well, you know, we'll sometimes talk on, we'll, we'll be candid and, and talk very plainly about the culture and what we like and dislike about it, yeah. but it's never been the format. Like right. it's always just been in, in casual conversation yeah, part when of the it conversation. comes up sure. and we, and we like to, we like to, we like to beat up the brands more than we do anything else. <laughs> <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's uh <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's there's just no how we shortage are. of candidness here, but <laughs> I I thought that was a wonderful podcast. Yes, yeah, she is she is so wonderful, and she's she's done a lot, and a lot of people don't know this, but behind the scenes, as far as like Cornelius and Anthony, she is she is the the master behind the scenes as far as all things marketing and social media. So it's like every time we have an interaction with her, there's something that we do 
and coordinates with Cornelius and Anthony, even yeah. if it's we're doing a review, like all that is coming from her. So she's been um, she's been very helpful as far as what we've done on here. And not only did I feel the need to reciprocate, I'm actually very, very excited for what her and, and this group of people are doing on their podcast. I think it's gonna be really cool. Like I've mentioned, I don't listen to cigar podcasts very often. I listen to Denny's. Denny's a good friend of ours. Um, I listen to Salt and the Smoke every once in a while. And, and there's every times I'll float in and float in and yeah. out of some, depending yeah. on what the topics are. I think this is one for me because it is filling in a gap that's never been discussed before. I'm, I'm super, super excited about yeah. And then the backing of Erica, I think it's just going to be wonderful. So yeah. Um, we hope everybody enjoyed this episode. We have a shit ton of stuff to do today. I know I do. I got to prepare for a wonderful night's event. I've got to do stuff around the house. I got to. I got to go do my cardio at the gym so I can eat like an asshole tonight. I got to start up my new LGBTQ podcast for cigar smokers. You should. I think you'd nail it. <laughs> um, Thanks. Uh, I love the support, bro. Oh, hey, you're no, welcome. No judging hey, dude, here. I'm always. I'm always. You know me. I don't judge at all. There's a lot of things that that I could definitely judge you on, and I probably should be, but I just don't. <laughs> because that's not the kind of human I am. Uh, We greatly appreciate everybody listening. This is episode 92. And guess what? We'll be back at you next week with episode 93. We're getting close to 100. That's our first 93. That's our very first 93. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. I cannot believe it's gone this far. As a matter of fact, I cannot believe that we haven't been ostracized to the point where we're forced out of producing this podcast. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Censorship of some sort. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, We greatly appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back at you next week. See everyone. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast today. We really hope you enjoyed that one. That was perhaps one of the better interviews I think we've done. And I know I always say that, but they do seem like they progressively get better. And I can't thank Erica enough for coming on. Please make sure you check out her podcast coming up, the TLE podcast, The Lounge Experience. It'll be available on iTunes and Spotify April 4th. How can you get a hold of Chris and I? You can get a hold of Chris at Big Six Chris on Instagram. You can get a hold of myself at the Hot Ticket Pod. We are both main administrators for the Facebook faction group. That is the Hot Ticket Facebook faction group on Facebook. You can join now, and we highly encourage you to do so. It's actually a really fun group. Uh, you can also find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podomatic, anywhere where you get podcasts, you can certainly find it. Um, we do have another great episode coming up in 93. We're chugging along to that milestone episode 100. We'll get there soon and greatly appreciate everybody listening. You guys are wonderful. And until next time, enjoy. Enjoy.